Evening, everyone. Um, last week I gave a talk on um, the precepts, and um, a, a few people um, gave me feedback during the week that it um, struck a chord with them for some reason, and uh, particularly around the words that I mentioned last week that. Um, you don't really mature in practice unless you really engage with the precepts. And it's not just a matter of practicing meditation, but engaging both meditation and the precepts towards um, maturation. Um, so I want to um, continue that theme a little bit more tonight as well. And as I was reflecting on it before, um, I came up with what I thought was a, a very catchy title which is the power of vow, right? which is a bit of a play on um, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. And then uh, I thought, oh, gee, that's pretty clever. <laughs> and then I thought, well, I'll Google it to see if anyone else has, you know, come up with that title. And lo and behold, <laughs> there was a book called the, <laughs> called the Power of Vow. And it was written by a man who is an ex-alcoholic um, and a mental health worker, and a Zen Buddhist practitioner. <laughs> so, um, so uh, I'm not the first person to have thought of that title. But nevertheless, um, that's the name of this, this talk. And I want to talk about that very theme, about the, the power of vow. And uh, it's actually um, described in, um, I think it's actually one of the, the parameters in traditional Buddhism. There's usually six parameters, but there's another version where there's ten. And, and one of them is about the importance of vow. Now, that's a bit of an old-fashioned word, um, but what it's referring to is a, is a sense of commitment to a, to a course of action um, and a very, very... Um, uh, a, a, a deep conviction um, about a way to live our lives, you know, in, in terms of integrity. And, um, and I think vow is something that can be deepened and it's deepened by um, reflecting on it. Uh, it, it, it it's deepened by reflecting on what the consequences are to not have any vow, you know. Like, say, if you take, take up the, you know, um, a marriage vow, for instance, um, when you take up that vow, you're actually making sacrifices in your life to do that. It's like you're saying, well, you're not going out with anyone else or having an intimate relationship with anyone else. You're having it with this person. And in its traditional sense, it's, a, it's with the intention of a lifelong commitment and a commitment through um, good times, bad times, sickness, death, etc. Mm -hmm. And so it, it involves giving something up, relinquishing something, so that something deeper and more fulfilling can occur. That would be the intention behind it. And um, the same applies to... Um, taking up the precepts, you know, that, that if you do it, there's a sense of real strong, it's strengthening that commitment to it in, in, in quite a serious way. Now, I'll give you an, 
an example of what I mean. Um, there's somewhat there's a, a Zen person who um, had a, a telephone conversation with me early in the week, and he, he's quite an experienced practitioner. And um, he was saying to me that even after all these years, um, he still has an issue with anger, you know, and getting getting quite angry, and was asking me, you know, ways of working with it and so on. And as we know, one of the the precepts is to not harbour anger mm -hmm, or to let go of anger. Now, to go into that a little more, um, the wording, at least as we understand it in Zen and as my Zen teachers have taught it to me, uh, which may be different from Theravada, but it, it's not saying that um, anger shouldn't arise or can't arise. Um, and in many ways, anger is a friend to us. Sometimes it's an enemy, but it can be a friend. So it's not saying you should never be angry. The, the precept is don't harbour anger. Like, don't hold on to it, don't feed it, so that it becomes resentment, etc., and hatred, you know, and then it's taken on a, a, a sort of huge, thick, solid lump inside of you. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's fluid and it might arise in your mind and you may choose to act on it or not according to what's appropriate and you let it go and it doesn't build up, well, that's, that's my understanding of how we, we act with that very sometimes intense, fiery energy in a, in a, in a healthy way. But so often, um, anger um, in, in most people's lives um, is used in a destructive way, in many different ways. And, and so, um, one of the things I was saying to this person was the importance of really committing to when anger arises in the mind, it's really committing to containing it for a while. Um, and um, that doesn't mean suppressing it or saying it's bad or whatever, but containing it. So instead of just blurting it out verbally, you know, and emotionally, or acting it out physically, um, is that it's, it's developing this very strong commitment that if anger arises in my mind, I will maybe for a few seconds or a few minutes or even a day, whatever it might be, I will just hold it there and I'll be curious about it and I'll experience it for what it is. And I'll come back to just being present to the, the energy in my body and, and the experience of anger at a, at a bodily level and I'll notice all the stories that I spin about it, that feed it, you know, and I'll, and I'll watch it very, very closely uh, and stay with the body sensations and, and not deliberately and intentionally feed it with stories. Now, if you do that, then you manage usually <coughs> anger, uh, manage anger in a much wiser way. In simple psychological terms, it's impulse control. Right? Instead of just anger, bang, you know, anger, swearing or hitting or whatever, it's like anger, okay, well, I know that one. There's a commitment when that comes up to just stop. Right? And then if you, if you stay with it mindfully and you don't feed it, at some point in time it starts to subside. 
and then once it's subsided somewhat, you can then you can then usually act more wisely on what you're going to do with it. Like you might decide, let it go. It's not it's, you know it's not worth it. Or you might go, no, I need to talk to that person about that, or I need to take some action on this. Um, but usually it's in a more considered and appropriate way. Uh, whereas if it's just impulsive, it's usually just a blind rage, um, which is dumped out and causes destructiveness in the world. Um, so the power of vow is, is the power of really, um, at a very deep level, um, making a vow to, to give up indulgent anger right? and, and to really commit to using that energy in a very constructive way in your life. And you can make that vow in a flippant way or you can make it in a very considered way where you, you, really, you really take it on 100%. You don't take it on 25%, you take it on 100% or you're aspiring to do that. And you can tell once you've once you've got that solid commitment to yourself, no, to no one else, but to yourself. Then, as soon as the anger arises, you go, "Yeah, right. That's what we do." Like like in um, fire drills or whatever, you, you're so used to it, you just know what to do. And so it's that 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 willingness to contain, and then work from it. There makes makes a whole difference. But that is the power of vow. There is, it's about making a strong commitment to those principles which makes a difference. And then it works in all kinds of wonderful ways. Once, once you manage those, those sort of wild beasts like anger and fear and so on more effectively, your mind becomes clearer, right? And um, if you want to put in Buddhist terms, you, you're not creating as much karma in the world, you know, like negative reactivity which goes round and round and round you're not adding to it mm -hmm. um, and you find then your relationships become clearer more straightforward you just find you're in less arguments with people in your life and transactions between people in business or whatever just seem to be so much clearer you know a lot of things clear up through doing this um, so there's something to reflect on, you know, what is it that's of an egocentric nature that we need to give up, you know, in order to commit to something which is wiser in our life, and how we manage these these wild energies within ourselves in a in a in a in a constructive way rather than a destructive way. <laughs>